sure we all do. You know, this is amazing. Is the more I looked at this and, and let it just, just marinate in my spirit, man, I just wow. It's, it's, life is so full of expectations that sometimes we, we don't even acknowledge that they are. Amen. But everyone, amen. You, you, we all, you know, sometimes. Either we don't even, we have expectations we don't even realize we have until they're not met. And then all of a sudden, it becomes real. So, but we have expectations, amen. You know, and every single day, you know, is filled with expectations. We go to and fro uh, about our day. And even when we hear the word expectations, you may begin to think, you know, what's expected of me? Or, or maybe you might think about what's expected of God or what we expect of others in our lives. We, we, we have those things that's going on in our thought life, amen, in our, 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 our mind that, you know, we're looking for. I and mean, you know what, even as I was thinking last night, I was just meditating again on, on this word and thinking about how that in most, well, I couldn't shouldn't say most, but, you know, in most situations, when you get upset, Anybody here been upset? Okay. okay I'm, I'm talking to the right people then. You know, when, when you get upset, why did you get upset? You caught the ball, right? She <laughs> said so you caught the ball. <laughs> that wasn't for you. you know. But typically we get upset because our expectations have not been met. Right? Well, we, we expect something from people. We expect things of ourselves. We expect things of our job. We expect things of you know, our and, and, and when those expectations aren't met, we get upset. It bothers us, amen, because this is how, in our mind, in our hope, it's supposed to be. You know, people get upset, you know, why, why don't we see road rage? People do things you don't expect them to do. You're right. You know, they, they do, she said, they do dumb things. You know, that, that too. Amen. But, you know, when we think about, we, we have this, this set of ideals every day that we, we, we go to and fro. We go on our job and all these places. Amen. And we expect things to be a certain way. Right? And when they're not, it kind of, it hurts. It, it, it upsets the apple cart, if I can say that. You know, it just, things ain't going right. You know, and it bothers us. I mean, well, maybe it's just me. Is it just me? You know, when, when my expectations aren't met, it bothers It, it kind of ruffles the feathers, amen. And so, like I said, we have these expectations, amen. And sometimes people, I ain't got no expectations. Well, the fact is, you do. The fact is, you do. The fact that you don't expect anything to happen is you don't expect anything. And so you have, you say no expectation, but you're expecting nothing. And usually when you expect nothing, you get nothing. Right? You know, so I'm thinking about this, even as I was, you know, riding last week, you know, with, with my son DJ, and we were going down the road, and, 
You know, we're coming up on a stoplight. The light turned yellow. And, you know, DJ, you know, in his mind, obviously, good see, well, we're not going to make it through that yellow light before it turns red. So what do you do? You know? You know? Yo, yo, I've got it. Yo, I've got it. He, he, he doesn't expect he's going to make it through there, so he steps on the brake expecting the brake system to work and stop the vehicle, right? But the brakes work. But in the, in, the, in the meantime, but see, that expectation was met, right? And not only that, you're expecting that the traffic behind you is paying attention so they don't rear-end you. They were paying attention, thank God. You know, but the thing that got my attention and made me think about it even then was the fact that, you know, as we're approaching this light, there's a the pedestrian, this man standing there and waiting across the street. Okay, and he's not looking at the traffic. He's looking at the crossing signal. Because he's expecting that crossing signal to tell him when it's safe to cross. So when all this is going on, when our words are being spoken, all these expectations coming together, so when the light changed, and before we even came to a stop, the light changed, and he stepped out in front of the traffic that was still coming, not even paying attention to the traffic. Man, did that to us this morning when we were coming here. We were coming, he didn't even glance our way. Because we expect that the driver in the car is watching the light, and the, when the light says, I can go, I got the right away. So I don't have to pay, but you know, I've never seen a light stop a car or a white line stop a car. But we, we, are, we are so ingrained in those expectations. So he steps out and he starts crossing, expecting that all the traffic all, and all the you know, stops are going to pay attention to the signals and he's safe to cross. You know, and I thought I'd say this goes on every day, probably billions of times a day across the country and around the world. We just simple situations like that, just filled with expectation, but no one's thinking about what they expect. They just, we just do, it's that like root, root memory, muscle memory. You know, how many, how often do we stop and think about how high do I need to lift my foot from the gas to the brake? Because we've gotten so used to it, and we, we do it without even thinking about it. We, you know, sometimes I'll go through a traffic light, and I say, did I even look at that light? And I don't know if I did, but, and we don't, we don't, Paul, we don't, you know, we don't worry too often about somebody running the light. We just expect they're going to stay still because I have the right of way. And so our life, even coming here this morning, we all had, when you got in your car, you expected what? It to start, right? And when it don't start, it throws a kink in your day. I'm just wanting us to realize how many things we go just starting our day when you get up in the morning and all throughout the day our lives are filled with expectation. Sometimes we don't even think about how much we're expecting on a daily basis. But we are. I don't expect nothing. <laughs> don't kid yourself. We are expecting so much. Amen. Because of the way we operate and who we are. Amen. So all these things, like I said, unconsciously, we go to and fro, we go to work, amen. And I, I even think about as children, starting off as, as babies, we, we, we come into the world expecting. When a 
baby cries, what's he doing? He or she. They have a need. I mean, sometimes you put them down and they start crying because they expect what? Mama to come pick me up. You <laughs> Mom or dad, somebody, somebody come see about me, whether I, I'm, I'm just crying because I want to be held or if there's something else, amen, and we do this. And from the time we, we are born all the way through school, I think about as children, amen, when kindergarten there's expectations. You need to learn how to get in line. Don't talk when you're not supposed to talk. I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on from middle school to ele from elementary to middle to high school and in college. Everybody's expecting something of you. But the flip side is you're expecting something of everybody else around you. Amen. It's a two-way street. Life is filled with all these expectations, amen, and when they're not met, that's when things go awry. In our homes, amen, there's expectations, right? I know for us there was. As a child, I, I was expected to get them chores done or else mm, there was something else coming, which I just really didn't want to happen. So, you know, we had to do that. There was bedtime, amen. You expected to have manners, show your manners, and be obedient when I tell you to do something. You know, all these things that ride upon us, you know, your job, be on time, be productive, you know, follow the rules. All these things are expected of us. Don't you get tired of expectation? We don't think about that because we know they're there, right? That's a part of life, amen. And as we, as we think about it, you come to church. There's no expectations of me at church, right? Church is like everything else. Amen. There are expectations. Amen. The Word even teaches us how to conduct ourselves when we come into the house of God. And to play, you know, because there's expectations of how we do things and why we do things. Amen. There's expectations. And we all have expectations of God. Isn't that right? You don't, you know, I hope, I'll say like, I hope we don't pray without expecting something to happen. Amen? So e even when we're talking to God, amen, our, our creator, amen, we, we, we have expectations of him. But lo and behold, remember, expectations is what? A two-way street. So what do you think? Does God have any, any expectations of us? Is it right or fair for him, the creator who can do all things, create all things, made all things, knows all things, can expect something of a feeble creature such as himself? He does. Amen? And it's okay. Because not only does he have expectations of us, but then he gives us the spirit, amen, to help us, amen, to meet those expectations. Because he knows, as wise and all-knowing as he is, he knows that we are people. He knows, amen, that, that 
A lot of things we cannot in no way do on our own. So he sends us the helpmate of the Holy Spirit to help us to do these things and to operate like he wants us to operate. So when I think about just, just the, the multitude of things that are expected of you and I throughout every day, whether it be spiritual or secular or natural or in, in relationships, every relationship is full of expectations. Right? So when you think about those things, we must come to a conclusion that our life really is not our own. Right? Everybody's got expectations upon you and me. And it's okay. Because we too expect something of them. And as long as we can get those expectations met or, or, or just kind of get close sometimes, everything is okay. But God wants us to get even, just, not just close. I think about, you know, sometimes people say, well, I don't expect nothing to nobody. I, I, I think I just like to go out in the woods and just live off the grid. Anybody in here ever thought like that? Yeah. <laughs> Brad? <laughs> I know Otis is talking about it. Just, just, just get off the grid, go back into the woods, and, and just don't have to depend or expect anything from anybody. And it'll get all the expectations off of me. But it still doesn't work. So what, what, why not, Pastor David? Because if you move into the woods, into the, into the tundra, wherever you want to go, you still have expectations. Right? <laughs> you got expectations uh, 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 of the, the seasonal weather that you're preparing for because you expect it to be cold or too hot. You expect it, you know, you got expectations of the critters because when you go out there and set your traps for dinner, you hope the bunny jumps on your trap. That's your expectation. You, you, you're expecting the bear to come so you tie your stuff up where he can't get it. I mean, we cannot live without expectations at all it's going to be a part of our lives amen it's just how are we going to respond to those things when they come amen because they're coming and the more you as you move into society amen we we recognize that there's trouble on every side amen and how do we deal with it just like we begin in the woods it's not all easy because some of y'all wouldn't be able to handle it they got snakes out there and bears and wolves and poisonous spiders and frogs and all, all this stuff in the woods, amen. That, so it don't sound so good the <laughs> way you talk about it, right? But no matter where we are, no matter where you find yourself, but let's see what, what the Lord has to say because we got all this stuff going on, amen. And, and we need to understand because there's all types of expectations. We got unrealistic expectations sometimes. Anybody ever had an unrealistic expectation put up on you? Amen. That's right. Sometimes we put it up on ourselves. Yeah, and that's one of the other things I want to say is when you think about that, how many times have you had those expectations of yourself and you did what? Failed yourself. Right? But did you get mad at yourself? Probably so. Did you forgive yourself? Hopefully. Did you choose to do it again? Maybe after giving it much thought. Amen. But we think about that. There's unmet expectations, false expectations, high expectations. Amen. 
Sometimes we have very low expectations, but they're all there. And so I think about that. And the thing is, let's look at Jeremiah 29 and 11. Amen. We, we often read that 11th verse, but I want to try to give that a little bit more context this morning. Amen. Because truly, the Lord does have expectations of us. Amen. And we Him. Man, but I'm going to start at the 10th verse, and it says, For thus saith the Lord, after 70 years being be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word towards you in causing you to return to this place. He's talking, he's talking about their homeland, to return. For I know the thoughts that I, ha I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then, now we go on and say, then shall ye call upon me. Now see, he said, I know the thoughts that I, I have towards you to give you an, expect, an expected end. Amen. But then he doesn't stop there. Because then he goes on and he lays out some more expectations that are upon the children of Israel. He said, then you shall call upon me, and I shall, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you, and ye shall seek me and find me when you, now hear what he said, when ye, sh when ye shall search for me with all your heart. Let me pause there just for a minute. He said, don't just come haphazardly trying to find me. You know, when, when you've got a spare moment from all the things that you have to do, you know, all the things you put on your plate and your calendar and your schedule, and haphazardly every now and then we might seek his face or pray over our meal or, you know, make it to church. You know, but he says he wants you to, the, when you seek him with all your heart, that, that means it's, the top priority. And he said, with all your heart, and I will be found of you, said the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity, and I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, said the Lord. Don't say, what? what do you mean? He yes, he did. And that's why they were, they were in 70 years of captivity, because they had forsaken the Lord. Amen. And he scattered them amongst the nations and uh, many of them ended up on, on, in Babylon and different places because why? They had turned their hearts from God. They had found themselves in an apostate state, amen, and, and they had stopped following his ordinances that he had for them and the, 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 the following of his, his, you know, the years when they were supposed to honor him. And every seven years they were supposed to you know, stop and give a sabbatical year. We talked about that, you know, a few weeks ago. They were supposed to have a sabbatical year, the, the year of the Smita, where they would not touch their crops, amen, and they would follow God. And they skipped for seven cycles, they skipped. It's added up, you know, to 70 years. That's why they ended up 70 years in captivity. They had to pay. But he said, now the end of your captivity has come. And because of the end of your captivity has come, if you will turn to me, I will gather you back. Because God, you know, he didn't throw them away. He just wanted to 
get their attention. See, and as I, I was looking at this, the main reason God drives us to places and allows these things to come upon us, amen, is because he wants to get us to a place to where we turn back to him. Turn our hearts and our mind back to him, amen. So he's telling them that once you've done this, you know, I will bring them, he said, from all the places where the I have driven you, saith the Lord, I will bring you again into the place whence I caused you to be carried away captive. That's a major proclamation to the Lord, you know, from the Lord to his people because he could have just let them go. Amen? He, he could have just cut them off and said, you know, I'm going to start over somewhere else. But no, he, he did what he needed to do, amen, because he expected them to get the lesson. Sometimes my expectations aren't bad. You can be God and your expectations not be met. Think about that. Just let that sink in for a minute. Because God has expectations of you and I. Christ went to the cross to die for your sins and mine. Expecting that we would respond to them and recognize the depth of our depravity and, and give our lives wholly and completely over unto him. But how many times has that expectation been not met? So, so expectations, amen, are good, amen, but at the, at the same time, they're not always met. And you and I have a, have a, have a tendency when ours aren't met To blame God. Like, am I in the right place this morning? Has anybody here ever blamed God because you're expecting? You don't have to raise your hand. Okay. But you know who you are. Amen. And it's, God, why did you do this to me? God, why this? After you made the decision. And many times we make the decision without the counsel of God. And then we turn around and we blame God for getting us into this mess or for letting this situation happen to us. Amen. And, and oh, don't let me go too far down that road. But, but all of a sudden, it's all his fault. But I look at this text here, amen, and he says, no matter what happens, if you would just turn your heart back to me, amen, and seek me with all your heart, I will return you to the place where it all started. If you would just understand that's how he rolls, that's how he operates, amen, because God does not want us, you know, scattered amongst the nations. And, then, you know, I look at that, he doesn't want us out of our place. Amen. And as we, we recognize that and we turn our hearts and our minds back over to him and allow him to order our steps and direct our course. Now, when you, when you, when you or I pray, amen, I believe we were praying and we're asking God for direction. We're asking God, amen, to, to reveal his purpose and his will in our lives. We're asking God to move in our situation or circumstance, amen. And, and, and he, he tells us if we pray, he will hear us. He will hear us. But he expects us to do it with a pure heart. Amen. He expects us to do it, amen, with a heart that's really turned toward him because he's not Santa Claus. You know, he, 
that's that's not who he is amen and, and i think about this god loves us so much amen that that he's done all that he's done already to bring us back into right you know because he expects that we will respond he expects amen that we will turn to him amen that he can spend eternity with us with him but when we put other things before him it hurts his heart now let's look at Psalms 51 I'm sorry I'm sorry Psalms 5 <laughs> and verse 1 through 3 he said listen to my voice Lord consider my lament Psalm is you know, asking God to listen to my words. Hear my cry for help, my King and my God. For to you I pray. In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you, waiting, expecting. Waiting, expecting. Now, in all the midst of all these things that we expect, when we pray to God, when we call upon his name, when we, when we lay our, he said his lament, when we lay our, 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 our petitions before God or, or our problems before him, we got to really stop and say, am I waiting for his response expectantly? Or did I just pray just in case he might do it? But, how much expectation do we bring to the prayer? You know, because we, we're looking at this word expectation, but, you know, there's other words that, that are, are, are close to expectation that we see in Scripture, amen. And when you look at the definition of these different words, they include expectation and that you expect. And, and one of those words is hope, right? When you have hope, you have expectation. Right? You know, we think about that, and, and and then one of the other words, you know, we 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 look at and consider is, you know, when we go to God in confidence, we we pray confidently, you know, believing and knowing, you know, or maybe you know we we just use the word, we we pray in faith, or, or we pray believing, or we pray with anticipation. All these things are, are speaking to the same, in the same direction. But all of them are not necessarily always positive. Right? I anticipate if she goes with that boy, he's going to mess her up. He's going he gonna, he gonna to pull her out the word. You know, sometimes we, 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 we have these negative connotations, you know. So don't let somebody make you mad. Right? So I'm sure I'm saying these things to show us that we can go negative or we can be positive. So when you get, oh yeah, I hope they get a flat tire. You know, you know so, so we, can, we can flip the positive and turn it into something negative. You know, I, I, you know, let me leave that alone. But, so, but I want us to think about these words with a hope, with a true positive expectation and when we and, and this is not a lesson in positive thinking right 
It's a lesson in truth. Because God said he responds to these things when we come to him believing. When we come to him with an expectation. When we come to him with the right mindset. Because sometimes we, we got to get our own thoughts back in order. Amen. And all before we can even pray. Right? Now, I don't know about everybody in here, but I know there's times that I couldn't pray until I got my thoughts in order, until I got my, my, might shock you, but my anger under control. See, Pastor David can be calm, cool, and collected in a lot of situations. But there's some things. <laughs> Robert said, like, I ain't going to tell you. You might test me. You know? But, there, but there's some things that can, can get a brother a little bit upset. I, I might be upset and you'd never know it. But I got to still bring my thoughts. Right? Before I can even. And so so my, my, my go-to is Jesus keep me near the cross. Right? I, I can at least say that much. You know, because if I, if, I, if I don't reel it in, and if you, because I know I ain't the only one, don't reel it in, the situation could be something totally different. Amen. And see, so, so, so when I say, Jesus, keep me near the cross, my expectation is the Holy Spirit's going to kick in. What would you say, Pastor Linda, at the, in the message you speak to, or spoke a little while ago? There you go. There you go. Holy Spirit, activate. And sometimes we need to call on the Holy Spirit to, to activate before I activate. Because you don't want me to activate. Right? No, no, no. See, you, you don't, we don't want you to activate. So we, we need the Holy Spirit to activate it, man. Because we know that if he don't, I expect something not so good is fitting to happen up in the house. Right? So, so you need to know you, amen, and what you expect to happen if you don't get that flesh under control. We're full, we're full, we're full. So, but when I just begin to call on the name of Jesus, help me right now. I need a minute. See, sometimes I want to talk right now. We need to talk. I just need. Now, I'm talking about Pastor Linda, y'all. If you look at my wife. You know, but I just need. Anybody ever been there? So raise your hand if you. If, if you've been there with me. Okay, I'm in good company. Thank you. Huh? I just need a minute. Because I get a minute, I expect I'll be all right. I expect I'll be all right. Amen. See, so, so when we get back in control, now we expect the Holy Spirit to help us, you know, to, to speak words of life. We help us to to keep this this flesh under control, amen, and to be able to perform in a godly manner the things that we need to deal with, amen. Because otherwise, I anticipate something bad. See, so but the choice is always where with us. Exactly, even why it's right here with us, amen. What am I going to do? How am I going to handle this? Amen. So, so we we need to understand when things get start turning. Hold up. I have the power within me. 
Jesus said, greater things will we do. Uh, one of the greatest things I can do is to get my flesh under control. Right? I said that's one of the greatest things I can do is get my flesh under control because if I don't get it under control, it will destroy me and hurt many people around me. Right? If I live according to it, it's done taken over. Amen. So let's let's look at this thing. We when we look at hope, when we look at expectation, when we have those anticipations, amen, it, it all comes to this and it says it like this, that's what I, I put here. It says it's hope and expectation it, it's an optimistic state of mind that is based on an expectation of positive outcome with with respect to the event or the circumstances in one's life or in other words we we have to have the right outlook you know because we can expect trouble to come right the scripture tells us there's trouble on every side Amen. But we're not perplexed. We're not confused. We're not all those things. But trouble is on every side. And, and, and we can expect that to happen. He said, if you live godly, you shall suffer good things. No, that's not scripture. He said, if you live godly, you shall suffer persecution. So the more godly you try to be, hello? <laughs> you know, there's this, this, there's this thing in in, in video game in the gaming world you know and, and I know some of y'all know about videos so I played my games in a while but when we look at what's the goal when you're playing the game you want to do what you want to win but most games have all you know all these different levels right you got to get through them levels amen in order to conquer the game and so what do they call it when you do that who said that? There it is, right there. See, I know I ain't the only one. I ain't the only one. So, 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 when, so, in order, you got to level up, and they tell you, you've leveled up to level such and such, and you've leveled. All right? Am I right? Okay. So, so, what am I saying? You, in your expectations, you got to start leveling up, right? But the thing is, each level, in order to conquer that level, you got some devils that you got to overcome. Right? You know, you, you can fight all the little imps along the way, but just as you getting ready to level up, here comes one of the, what they call the boss. He got all the power and all the money. He got all the lines of energy. And you just got to keep pounding and pounding and pounding and pounding. And you might die two or three times, but you're going to come back, right? Because you know, I can't level up until I conquer this joker. I can't get to the next level until I kill him, until I just wipe him, annihilate this thing that's holding me back. You hear what I'm saying? And see, as a Christian, amen, we can expect the enemy to come against us. We can expect I overcame that sister and I overcame this situation, uh, but here come one that can knock you out. And it's going to take some tenacity it's going to take knowing how to attack and when to attack and, you know, in order to overcome that next level, to get to that next level, you got to overcome this. But again, you can expect that God is right there with you. And when you level up, it gets a little easier. 
you've overcome that situation. You've overcome that person. You've overcome that mindset, whatever it is. And now you're finally on another level. And you don't want to go back. You know, so you want to make you do what? What do, we, what do we do to make sure we, when we go back to the game, we do what? We save. Right? So I, 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 my salvation, my saving is on a whole other level because I'm not going to let this thing stop me. So you get to that next level and then it kind of ease up on you because now you got to work your way back into the place in that next level you get to that next devil, right? The boss of that. And it, and it just keeps going on and on until you get to the big boss. And I'm, I'm going to ask you this morning, what's the big boss in your Have you got there yet? Are you still trying to level up? Huh? Still trying to level up because this is holding me back. I have a problem here. I'm stuck in this place in my life. Hey Amen. And I want to overcome this thing because when it comes down to it, Amen. I don't have to conquer none of them by myself. You know, because one of the other things, I'm going to leave this alone, but one of the other things that, that I found, amen, in, in the gaming world is there's always the cheat codes. Somebody in there, something? Huh? There's the, there's the cheat codes that tell you the shortcuts, amen, and where to get the prizes and where to get the energy and the strength so you can go up against that. So... I, I don't want to call the word of God a cheat code, but it does give us an advantage. Huh? And if you just get in that word, it'll tell you how to deal with that next boss. It'll tell you how to deal with that next level. It'll tell you how to deal with that next devil. Amen. But you got to expect that the word of God is going to give you everything you need, amen, to level up in every situation that we're going through. See, but if you don't expect it, amen, if you, if you go to, oh, nothing's happening, you ain't going to get nothing. Remember, your expectation was zero, so you got what? Zero. But if you go with an expectation, do you not believe God will meet you right where you need to be met and give you just what you need to overcome that level that you're trying to overcome? I don't have to. I don't have to hate on him no more. I don't have to hate on her no more. I'm over that. I'm at the next level now. I can love on him. I, I, I can be... Be kind to him, amen. I can entreat him. I can bless him, amen, because I'm no longer stuck there. And maybe with me being set free, it can help them. See, now we become an ambassador, which he expects us to do. There's some more expectation on us, amen. Let's look at Hebrews 11. Verse number one, he says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The substance of things hoped for. In other words, he, he's letting us know something. He said, for the evidence of things not seen. And the NIV it says it like this. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for. Wow. It's confidence in the thing that I'm hoping for. The assurance and assurance about what we do not see. I don't see it. It don't make sense. But you know what? I'm going to overcome it. I don't see how I'm going to overcome it. I don't see how I'm ever going to get past this thing that I'm struggling with in my life or how I'm ever going to be able to love that brother or that sister, how I'm going to be able to maintain my, my, my composure on this job when they're acting crazy. 
Amen. I, I, I don't see it, but by faith, I don't see it because he's telling us right here, it's an assurance of things we don't see. He's telling us, you ain't always going to see how, but just believe. Just have faith, amen. Just have a hope, amen. Walk in an expectation that you're going to conquer this thing. It does not have to conquer you. I can do this not by my own power, not by my own strength, amen, but expectation tells me I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So I'm not just leaning on my own understanding. I'm not just trusting in this flesh or my ability or my words. I'm trusting in God, amen, because I have an expectation that he's going to keep his word in my life. He's going to be my help. See, if we're going to live every day with expectation, let our expectation be in God. Let us intentionally, not unconsciously like the stuff I was talking about earlier, amen, just root memory and all that, but with intention, put our expectation in him to give us what we need every moment that we need it. And if we would do that, amen, don't you think he might show up sometime? Don't you think that my child is trusting in me? My child is believing in me. My child is putting it on the line because I told him to. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your understanding. Did he not tell us to trust him? To put our hope in him? And I, how many of you believe he's a God that cannot lie? He's a God that fails not. Amen. So you might get knocked down once or twice, but keep on trusting because even in that, he's building your character. He's giving you more than what you had the first time. And you just keep on plodding ahead and you keep on trusting and you keep on believing. Amen. And you keep on waiting upon the Lord because he tells us in, in, in Isaiah, amen, they that wait upon the Lord. The 41st chapter, he said, if you wait upon the Lord, you shall, what? strength. You, you shall, you know, he said, you shall renew. That means your strength has been spent. That means you're tired, creature. You know I mean? But he said, if you just wait on him, while you wait on him, he said, he shall renew your strength. You shall mount up with wings as eagles. You shall run and not be weary. You shall walk and not faint. If you just wait on God. I want it now. You know how the commercial says, it's my money and I want it now. It's my victory and I want it now. Wait upon the Lord. Amen. And you're going to get everything that you need to get. Amen. But you just got to keep on trusting on him. Amen. And not turning around. You know, not giving up. Not saying this is it. I failed today. No, you got another day. Right? There's another day coming. You just go like this. Yeah, you're still breathing. It didn't kill you, right? So you got another chance. And I expect that he's still going to show up, that he's still going to give me what I need. Amen. We're going to have some confidence in, in what the word of the Lord says. In spite of what life looks like or feels like, sometimes I, what we see, you know, it's almost better not to see some stuff. <laughs> I'll just be real. Because our eyes can deceive us, right? Sometimes it's better not to see and just believe, right? Because your eyes can get you messed up. Oh, my God, look at that. It just looks, 
foot. Pop said, go. Pop said, do it. Think about Gideon, amen. He's coming against an army with 32,000 men. Huh? And the Lord whittled him down to what? 300? And odds just don't make no sense. But the battle wasn't his. It was the Lord's. Amen. And the Lord handled the battle. Amen. And he didn't lose not a man. Why? Because God was with him. Amen. It didn't look possible. It didn't feel like it was going to work out. But with God, he was great. So when God whittled him down, amen, to that little 300, amen, God said, now you're ready. Now they know it's not by you, but it's by me. Right? If we just trust him and believe him. Look at Proverbs 28, 10, 10 28, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Say the hope of the righteous. You got any righteous in here? Not by your own, but because of him. Amen. The hope of the righteous shall be gladness. But the expectation of the wicked shall perish. The Amplified says that like this. He said, the hope of the uncompromisingly. <laughs> we got any uncompromising people. He said, the hope of the uncompromising righteous. The upright and right standing with God. Now, see, this is where we got to check ourselves, right? Is gladness. But the expectation of the wicked, those who are out of harmony with God, come to nothing. Wow. I don't want to be in that place. But I want to be in that place, amen, to where, you know, I'm in right standing with God. Sometimes we... We strive to be in right standing with people more than we strive to be in right standing with God. And we'll compromise, you know, our expectation in God or God's expectation in us, amen, to be in right standing with people. Amen. But I like Psalm 62, 5. It says this in the Amplified. My soul, wait only upon God and silently submit to him for my hope and expectation are from him. Now, I like that word. He says, my hope and my expectation, it didn't say are in him, but it said are from him. Think about that. Now, if I came and gave you an expectation of me when you may not have had one, do you think you might be able to cash that expectation in? Because I'm not going to allow, I'm not going to give you an expectation of me that I can't meet. So when it says my expectation is from God, God put these expectations in our soul of him. Amen. That, you didn't just decide to expect from God on your own. No more than you came to salvation on your own. Right, he drew us to him and through his spirit and by his word, he has placed an expectation in our spirit of what he will do for us and who he is for us. So when he says it's from the Lord, that says a whole lot. That God has given this to me 
it's like God giving you an IOU. Right? And I don't think he's going to write a note that he can't pay. So when he says that he gives you an expectation, you can expect me to show up when it's needed. And not only so, but he'll, he'll show up when you don't even know you need it. Right? I know there's been times in my life I've, I've looked back after the situation and said, that was God. There ain't no way I got through that or over that or around that, but by God. I, my faith was in him, but I didn't, the situation was so, I might have been so messed up in my head going through it that I didn't see God moving in it. But he was right there. He was right there behind the scenes dealing with things, amen, that I could not have known about or dealt with, amen, but he was already on the case making a way for me. And I, and I know he's done the same for many of us in this room when we didn't even know him, man. So, so I, I like that my expectation is from him. I can hope in him and I can trust in him because he's put it in me. He's put it in you to trust him and to believe him. But sometimes he just don't show up winning like we expect him to. And that's where we get messed up. Because it's my blessing. And I want it now. But God is saying, you're not ready yet. It's yours. If I spoke it, if I gave you this hope, if I gave you this expectation, it's yours. But you got a little more work to do. And I remember I used to, you know, we used to, you know, with the kids, do your chores, do this, that, or the other. And then when they, they it's done and they back outside playing, they wait a minute, let me go, let me, let me go check this room and, and, and see if they, you know, let me, uh, how many times I had to call y'all back in? No, oh, it's not done. You're not done yet. Because they expect once I get it done, I can go play, I can go do this, I can go do that. No. You're not ready for the reward yet. And sometimes God's a good, no, not sometimes, always he's a good father. Amen. And, and, and you not, might, may not be ready for the reward yet. Although it's yours. Although your name's on it. Oh, we know Christmas is coming, right? And we like to see gifts under the tree. And more than that, we like to see gifts under the tree with our name on them. Right? And more than that, we'd like to open those gifts up right now. So when we see our, it under the tree with our name on it, can I open it up right now? No, it's not time yet. Right? And God's got gifts in life is the same way. He's got blessings is the same way. Amen. And sometimes we go, we, we go shake the box. Well, you do all that stuff. Sometimes, now, I, I, I've never done this, but I know some people who have actually, they, they go and. Huh? Spoil the surprise. And, and get caught in the process. I know Pastor Lenny never done nothing like that. She's like, <laughs> she likes surprises. She just didn't like splitting the princess in half. Today you get these, tomorrow you get the birthdays out the day after Christmas. But you still got it. And see what God's saying. You still gonna get it because it's yours. I've given it to you. I've, I've purchased it just for you sent my son to the cross just for your son. 
and you're going to get it. If you just trust me with all your heart. If you walk in an expectation that God is working these things for my good. That God said he would never leave me nor forsake me in any situation. If we just trust him. We just stand on his word, amen. And believe him. Mm. That's the God that we serve. But all too often people look. You know, we look to the Lord. And we don't hold on to those hopes. Because something else is shinier or, or, or easier. Or we can have it now. But don't give up. You know, this world will offer you a lot of stuff. But in the final analysis, this world is going to be destroyed. But God has offered us something and has something in store for us that's so much greater and so much beyond this world beyond the realm of, of this, amen. And so we don't want to find ourselves outside the realms of his kingdom. We want to stay right there, amen, and trust him. Proverbs 23, 17, and 18 says this, because the world is alluring. The things out there can get our heart, but it says, let not your heart, let not your heart envy sinners, but continue in the reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord all the day long. He said, don't, don't get shiny objects, world. Don't, don't let those things distract you from all that God has in store for you. He said, don't. In, in, in the 18th verse, here, for surely there is a latter end, a future and a reward. It's coming out of the Amplified. And your hope and expectation shall not be cut off. Just hold on to that hope. You're going might get tough. He already told us in his word that it, it would. But he said, just don't, 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 don't go in the towel quite yet. I like how the, the message says that. He says, don't be a minute, don't for a minute, excuse me. Don't for a minute envy careless rebels. Soak yourself. Say that again. Soak yourself in the fear of God. And that's a reverential fear. Huh? He said, that's where your future lies. Then you won't be left with an armload of nothing. I quote, I did all this and I end up with nothing. Trying to do it my way, end up with nothing. Oh, help us, Lord. Let's go to Acts. We're going to get ready to wrap this up. A little story in Acts I just wanted to touch on. Amen. Acts 3 and 1, and it says this. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. So he, was, he, was a, he had been reduced to a beggar. 
asking money for those people who are going into the temple. Who see Peter and John about to go into the temple, asking alms. He had an expectation. Right? He asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. I love that phrase. Look on us. They look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. And Peter said, Silver and gold have I none. And you know, to hear that the man's heart, well, what you got? Why you why you even got my attention? He said, Silver and gold have I none. You you're not meeting my my, my natural needs right now. You, you're not you're not giving me what I expect. You know how we said if our expectations are met, we can kind of get a little off, right? But he said, you know, have I none? But such as I have, I give, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Now, there was one expectation of them. But when Peter said, look on us, amen, and he told him, we ain't got no money, but what we have, I'll give that to you. Now, Peter is putting a demand or an expectation on God. Amen. And he has an expectation in himself that God is going to do what he's speaking over this man's life. So there's three ways of expectation happening in this, in, in this engagement here. Amen. Because his expectation is in God. Amen. That God will do, amen, what he said he would do as we speak and do the things he's told us to do. And this man is expecting something natural. Don't you, don't you think it's great when people expect the natural and you can give them the spiritual? Uh, so he, he, he said, you know, and so in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And the people, and all the people saw him walking and praising God. Now, the need was met because they had an expectation in full faith that it would happen. That God would do it. I, I, I look at this and I say, how many encounters, how many engagements do we have the opportunity to enter into with that kind of expectation? I expect that. And I feel like, you know, this is a place I'm, I'm really believing God in, in, and praying, amen, for the church of Jesus Christ to level up. To level up in the area of expecting signs and wonders, expecting miracles, expecting God to meet his word Amen. As we exercise our faith. That's going to take a good, I made up mine, a determination that, you know what? He said it. I believe it. That's so. No matter what anybody else has to say about it. He said it. I believe it. That's so. And if we would just do that, and walk in that kind of expectation in our bodies, in our relationships, on our jobs, in our finances, all these areas. Amen. God said, it. "Yeah, I'm, I'm going. I'm going to believe him." I, you know, I said, "Well, how can that work in our finances?" Well, He talks about that. We're going to talk about that a little more probably next week. But if we look at that, He said, He told him, He challenged. 
He said, prove me. This, you know, and I look through scripture a lot. And there's very few places in scripture that God tells the people to test him. But he told him to prove me. In other words, he said, test me. Try me and see what I have. And he told him to bring all their tithes into the storehouse. Amen. And sometimes, you know, we don't, we don't try him there. But he said, if you do it, well, I'll open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. So much that you can't receive it. But then, no, I, I don't expect that from you. I expect to get my check from the man. I can count on that. Can you? Can you? God wants to do so much more in the realm of our expectation. But we got to have some expectations. And not, you know, get so caught up in expecting everything from man and not expect anything from God. Because it seems so much easier, so tangible, so, you know, ready and right there for me to lay my hands on. Do you not know that every individual is trying to get somewhere just like you trying to get somewhere? And they'll use you to get there while you trying to use them to get there. Sounds like an oxymoron, doesn't it? That's the way life operates. But God wants to get us somewhere. And guess what? He's the one that does all the heavy lifting. If we just walk by faith and trust him, let's stand. When faith meets faith, belief meets belief, expectation meets expectation things begin to happen amen but we just got here go i am to say that believe god you're my what he said is true god. what he said is real so you're all together, together life, amen, all together word all together one Here I am, our confidence, Lord, here I am, in God Almighty. Ooh, here I am, say that, you're all together, all together, Lord, you're all together. Wonderful. Here I am. Here I am. Lord, here I am. Say that. You're all together. All together. Oh, you are all together. Wonderful. Light of the world. You're so high. Gloria. Let me see. Ooh, Jesus. 
you're all together. All together. All together. Ooh, here I am. Here I am. Lord, here I am. You rule. Thank God that He's a keeper. Yes, yes. Of His word. Yes. He watches over His word. The Bible tells us yes. to perform it. So when we step out on that word, God is watching. Amen. And, and He's going to show up to allow that word to operate and to function as He has spoken. And it tells us that His His word is will not return void. Accomplish what he set it out to do. That means in your life and mine, he's going to accomplish what he sent you forth to do. So we don't have to do this alone. We just keep trusting him. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Turn it over to Elder Willie. We would not be having leadership today.